0818-715-815. Hello, good afternoon, and you're very welcome to Live Live. 51551 is our text number. Tom, good afternoon. How are you doing, Joe? Um, you... One, are you in such a position that you can turn a builder away? Yeah, well, uh, well, I was basically an electrician and he was coming in to do a bit of wiring and he had his trousers or jeans or whatever it was down below his bottom. You know, a lot of these young fellas are going around the same. And I told him, listen, you have to have a bit of respect coming in here. Put a belt on you and hold your pants up. Don't be at this lack of pulling your pants up every two minutes. Yeah. And you got to have a bit of respect going into people's houses, you know what I mean? You're representing the company, you're representing yourself. And I don't know anyone else, but I told I told the chap, listen, you're not coming in here. you got to have a bit of respect for yourself. Go off and come back with a belt on you or something. But he never came back, and that's quite all right. I'll get somebody else that has a bit of respect. But who can, in this day and age, where you can't get a plumber, a painter, a candlestick maker, or indeed an electrician... Yeah, well, it, it's the ethics of it. You have to have a bit of respect for people coming into your home. You know okay. what I mean? And how did you and, know it was that as he had builder's bum? Well, jeepers, I see him getting out of the van and I see him getting his ladder out of the van and be jeepers, it's, I thought the sun was going to shine out of it for a second, you know? But he, he's not the only <laughs> one. There's a whole there's a whole marigmarole of them and I told the, your researcher there, you know, appeal to these mothers and, and these girlfriends, if your, if your husband or partner is in the in the construction industry and he's going into people's homes, have to make sure he has a bit of respect and be buckled up, you know, proper. And what was his reaction when you told him? Uh, he, he, he says, I'll be back, but he never came back, and that's quite all right. Well, you know? was your problem fixed? No, I got somebody else to do it, and they were, they were very respectable. They came in... And they did the job, and that's it. You know what I mean? I, I didn't have to be wondering whether his pants were going to be falling down around his ankles. But what, you know? what, what's it to you, Tom? Whether his, his pants fall? He, once he once he fixes the the air fryer or whatever you were getting fixed. Yeah, well, it, uh, no. My uh, my my concern is why doesn't why don't they have a bit of respect for the people? They're coming into people's homes, and they're pulling okay. their pants. But their is pants. there not a, is there not a general dressing down? Like the doll, have you seen the recent photographs from the doll? Well, you know, people wearing hats and what well, the Haiti rays and yeah, well, sometimes it goes few, a bit too far. I think very few you people know what wear I mean? the Gardaí don't wear a short and tie anymore. They wear t-shirts. I know. Well, I don't expect a person coming in, chain, uh, doing electrical work, to be wearing a short and tie. But I do expect them to have a bit of respect. No, but for my the... point is that there's a general dressing down in society. The Gardaí wear t-shirts. Ah, yeah, I can understand those. Uh, the, you know what I mean? It's for freedom to do their job and, you know, the climate is changing and all this type of stuff. But when you're coming into someone else's home, you're representing yourself, you're representing the company, big name on your van out there. Why don't they, Why can't these companies have a bit of uh, ethical policy and say you've got to be neat and tidy going into these jobs? They should have overalls at least minimum for them, you know? OK, now about a month ago we got, we got a message in from a... Uh, a listener and he said this is an absolute disgrace I had to read it twice to make sure uh, what it said uh, this was a, in a coffee shop we want to provide a clean dining area for all our customers to help us keep it that way no construction work workwear and or tools are permitted in the in-store seating area now that's that's builders being banned from a coffee shop yeah well I don't expect they shouldn't be bringing their tools in they should just be able to grab their coffee and a sandwich or whatever you know, okay, Peter. If, well, Peter five one double five one. Uh, Peter Finn is a builder and works on RT's home uh, rescue. Peter has the has builders bomb. Is builders bomb back as a phenomenon? <laughs> no, I don't think builders bomb is the uh, the latest uh, fashion trend that's going on. Joe, be honest, but um, have you ever look, heard of Sam, have you ever heard of anyone like Tom turning someone away because of what he was wearing? Well, I'm going to be honest, I can kind of understand it. Uh, like, if, if someone is a tradesperson and they're coming to your home and if they're not well-dressed or if they're not, let's say, representing themselves very well in the way that they look, there's a good chance that they're not going to do the same thing uh, in terms of their, their quality of workmanship. Thank so, you, you know, you. I, 
I don't think it's a it's a good thing to do to come in maybe wearing jeans that are halfway down down your yeah. down your, your your backside. But uh, again, workwear has advanced so much these days that most people that you would see in construction are wearing proper workwear gear from there's lots of big brands, Irish brands and, and international brands that are, are coming out with some very, very good, good technical very good. gear that suits the the job and you, you know yeah. you can put your tools in in you know but on different parts of your your workwear and snickers is not the main you know, yeah you have snickers you have heli handsome um port westers there's there's quite oh, a yeah, few port quite west a few that are doing it you know and port west are right. now P- peter um but is there is there a dress code there isn't a dress code in the building how could there be a dress code in the building industry no and look, you, you can never judge a book with a cover either as well, Joe. Like, I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. you, you, you take a look at someone and you, you think that they're not going to be able to cross their hands and then you see the work that they do and, and uh, it's exceptional. But in general, I think, and again, if you look at someone's van, if you open up the back of a van and the stuff is piled, you know, thrown in all over the place, yeah, it's yeah, usually yeah. a fairly good indication that they're not going to be very clean in, in the work that they do. Whereas if someone comes in, and again, the quality of tools that they have as well, like, I mean, you know, they're bringing in battered up old tools that they've had for donkey's years. It's good to see that they've had the tools for years, but if someone is kind of keeping on top of the, their their industry, they should have, you know, good uh, good tools and, and obviously make sure they have all the equipment to do the job. But, you know, what you said there about lads not being allowed to go in and, and walk wear into a yeah, coffee yeah. shop, that's a joke. Like, that's yeah, absolutely not on. We, want, no we want to read it out again, and it is a professional sign. Now, the name of the company is on it, but we just need to... To double check that someone didn't dummy up a sign for them, which can happen, I suppose. We want to provide a clean dining area for all of our customers. To help us keep it that way, no construction work, workwear and our tools are permitted in the in-store seating area. So, in other yeah. words, that's that's builders get out, isn't it? No, const- <laughs> no construction workwear. Yeah, they must have had a bad experience where lads were coming in with concrete all over their boots or something like that and covered in dust and being messy. But again, like yeah, that's and not lads, on either. Yeah, but lads coming in at 10 o'clock of the morning spending 7 or 8 euro on a breakfast roll, 2, yeah. two euro on a can of Coke, uh, 150 on a bag of Tato and maybe getting the coffee on the way out as well. They're, they're spending 13 or 14 quid every morning. Uh, absolutely, and the construction industry, yes. lads at 10 o'clock and 1 o'clock do keep uh, coffee yeah. shops and, and delis open. And you often see if a, if a construction site finishes up, sometimes small businesses go with them as well. So, yeah, uh, look, that, I, I don't think that's fair. But I think what Tom started off with there, you know, he, there's certainly, certainly some, some truth in what he said. And fair play to him for you. having the confidence to, uh, to say to the fella to, to tidy himself up. Well, he had the confidence, yeah. to get, you had fair play to him for having the confidence that he'd get another electrician. Yeah, well, there you go. They're hard to come by. They yeah, are, they yeah. are. But uh, in fairness, Tom sounds like a fairly determined man, so I wouldn't okay. say. Uh, now, Peter, would, I'm would going to pay, pay. I'm going to pay the chap well. You know what I mean? Okay, what he okay, asked for. Okay. You know what I mean? I expect him to dress. But Peter, decent. is there is is there a different dress code between younger builders and older builders? Yeah, well, look, um, I think younger people, I think it's a generational thing, there's no doubt about it. Uh, younger uh, people that are in construction, the younger generation are probably more into how they look. Um, they're more into the technology and tools, and they're more into the into the, the workwear, um, having it functional, you know, with four-way stretching the trousers, Joe, is the new thing, and uh, having... Uh, you know, just the way you way you present yourself and the way you look. I think people, the younger generation, maybe do have that a little bit more to the forefront. But uh, you know, in general, you also see companies do give their their uh, their employees sometimes that they all have the same gear and they all yeah. look uh, the same, and that can look very professional. And I think good, again, yeah. that's By the way, what, what, Peter, kind of Peter, what do you think of Gardy in short sleeve t shirts? <laughs> well, I, I there, must say, I've an issue now. I must say, yeah. I just yeah. it's a guard, it's a member of the Garda Shiakana, the really respected force in the country, uh, great dignity. I just I, I don't know whether they all have to wear t shirts or you have a choice to stay in your short and tie. And by the way, the ties are detachable, so you, you can't be grabbed by the tie. Yeah, yeah. But but anyway, Sean, 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 five one double five one. You have an idea, Sean. Go ahead. Yeah. Um there should be a dress code with builders or anybody in the public that way to uh, get a pair of braces or a belt. Yeah. And uh, brace up and belt up. And, uh, brace and a belt and braces, man. And woman. Yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, there's nothing else fashionable nowadays. You can get your company logo on your braces and, and uh, back your yellow jacket there and away you go. Okay, Peter, what do you think of that? Are braces a problem for builders? Did they snag or 
Yeah, well, there's no doubt about it. Health and safety has to be the first thing. So you have to you have to be careful that you don't have something hanging off you that could get caught in machinery or something along yeah. those lines. But a belt if it's going to keep up your trousers and make sure you're not showing off half of the moon, I think is a is, is yeah. important. But um, again, as I said there, if you go to any of the workwear companies, they they have some excellent uh, yeah, okay. equipment for for literally for uh, even down to each trade. Like you'll have a different pair of trousers for wow. a guy, maybe yeah, like floors, yeah, to an to electrician, hang. to a carpenter, yeah, to you know, to you hang name, your hammer you know? or whatever you need. Yeah, Sarah, Sarah you're not, you're Hello? not you're not a builder's bone woman, so to speak. No, I find it disgusting, absolutely disgusting, and I don't know where they got the notion that it's a good look, because it certainly isn't. I don't know any woman who would like it, any young woman at all. And have you ever seen an offending? Of course, of course. They're all over the place. And would you do? Would you do what Tom did the other day? He turned, he turned the offending cheeky chap away. Would well, you... I mean, he did make his point, you know, that he thought he should wear a belt and pull up his clothes, and he didn't, so he was right. But would you ever do? Would you turn a, a cheeky chap away? You follow well, me? Well, you know, maybe not, but I, I just okay. start to find it gross, absolutely gross. Do you think there's a lot of it about? Yeah, I do. Okay. And it's not a good look, and whoever... Whoever uh, convinced them that it was, they need to do a rain check on it. But I don't. But stay there, Sarah. Peter, is it is it an accidental look? It's not. It's not a fashion statement. Is it having your your Snickers down around your knees, so to speak? Sorry, you say that again. It's it's not a fashion. It's an accidental look. I presume your man with the the cheeky well, chap. Yeah, well, you know, the young generation may be into their rap music and maybe oh, that's yeah, the look that's that they were going for. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think more so uh, it's it's usually maybe guys are a bit heavy set or their clothes don't fit them too well. well get a pair, um, as, you know, as Sean it can be accidental, said, you know. Get a pair of braces. <laughs> there you go, get a pair of braces, get a belt. Sarah, what look, in general, I think if you present yourself in the right way, you know, it, it, it gives yeah. you the opportunity to, to you know, represent how you're going to conduct your work or, or even how you conduct yourself, you know. Sarah, you know, like Peter was mentioning the fact that there is a trend with young people to wear their trousers hang down and their boxers or their white fronts or whatever are visible. Okay, have you, have yeah, you but that? we don't want to see the, their bombs. Yeah, and that trend apparently... And I don't know, I, I yeah. do think it's people who can be overweight a bit, you know, I, I yeah. have seen that, And but like, you know, if you don't want somebody coming in with a fashion statement, you know, all dressed up, you know, men work and they need work clothes, and praise men are wonderful, and I had all of them, and I find them amazing and good workers, but it's just a turn-off, it really is. You know, I wanted to try and off anyway. But there is, but a, anyway, there is a fashion trend among young people that they it began apparently in um, Chicago. If you're arrested by the police, the first thing they took off you was your belt, and if you went okay. around, if you came out, it was a badge of honor, so to speak, to walk around after leaving a, a police station with no belt on. So your trousers were hanging down, and your boxers or your underpants were were um, visible. Yeah, but that's our problem. Do we have to follow everything that happens in America? Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Listen, Joe, I must okay, go and pick Sarah, up children. Yeah, thanks, thanks very thanks, much. Thanks Bye indeed. Bye. And thanks indeed, Peter Finn. Joe at RTE.ie, 51551 is our text number. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. And Joe at RTE.ie. Uh, Kieran Fadden, Kieran, when did you decide to go out to the World Cup in Qatar? Um, I went out there. When was it last? Ooh, let me think. Tuesday, twenty second. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, and had your plan? It was something you... that I wanted to do for years, and and I nearly went to Russia, and I decided last minute not to go. The last World Cup, and then now I just booked it about three weeks before. It worked out okay financially. I had a couple of friends over in. Who from Palmerstown that are working in Israel and, and they were at me because they were going over and uh, we kind of I overlapped it slightly with them by, by by a day or so. I only went over for a few days, but it was kind of a once in a lifetime thing. But uh, yeah, it was, it was great. It was a really really good experience. So tell us about what what's what's the place like. 
Well, I'd actually spent a day there on a Connect employee before. Okay. Um, so I actually had a bit of experience. But funnily enough, that was in 2019, Christmas 2019. And I didn't know anything about the human rights issues, as I'm sure a lot of us didn't. Okay. Uh, and it was funny, going over this time was a little bit more like, Jesus, I wonder what way uh, I'll be perce- perceived by people, you know. Um, but it was the decision that I took myself. I wanted to go, and I was going there for the football. I wasn't going there to, you know, for just a vacay, a holiday, or whatever. So um, it was absolutely, for me, it, it was a, it was an amazing experience. I was reluctant at the start, but every like, I mean, it's migrant workers everywhere and okay. all types of jobs, whether it's managers of hotels and restaurants, or whether it's building construction workers, or, or, or people serving pizza. A lot, like it seems like it's a lot of migrants over there, even like the Qatari Airways what did you pilots. Get, what did you get chatting to any of them? Yeah, yeah, all the time. And well, I was tell fighting. Us. Well, basically, there a lot. Uh, there was a lot of people from kind of Bangladesh and countries, uh, Yemen and stuff, and okay. uh, Nepal, sorry, Nepal and Bangladesh. And basically, they were saying in the long and short of it, if they stay at home, they earn a hundred, about a hundred euro a month, and okay. if they go there, they earn about five hundred. Wow. Simple as that. They can obviously take in much more, uh, much much more income, and it's terrible to think that basically they're they're willing to to, to risk their lives for for a better life to provide for for them and their family. Well, a lot ta- of them well, well, to be... ta- Kieran, expand on that because five hundred is that much in, in yeah, Ireland. Yeah, but if we, well, well, imagine. Yeah, well, I mean, imagine that in imagine yeah. how bad it is in in certain parts of the world where they're yeah, only getting yeah. one hundred. You know. And these are people that are actually going to work. This isn't some type of government handout. So, uh, like, I mean, Uber drivers were all from uh, from different parts of Asia, kind of mainly Bangladesh, it felt like. But, um, they, like, the Ubers were, were dirt cheap. You're talking 15 minutes, Uber would cost you about three or four euros. Okay, I mean, and and, and when you were you talking know, so, to these, were they primarily men, yeah, I presume? Uh, yeah, the, the yeah primarily, okay. prim- primarily men. Yeah. Well, did you? Well, you you judge this yourself, Kieran. Were you talking to them in a setting that they they weren't being listened to? In other words, could yeah, they, well, it would could be, they speak freely? It's not like you would have had a few beers. I mean, everyone was obviously sober because it's not. A, it's a dry country. Uh, in the hotels, there was a lot of women in the hotels working. We we I luckily got a four star hotel, so it was uh, it was of of a standard, I suppose, and, and it was people working there from all different parts. Even in the airport, they had to buy an extra case and there was a lad there from Northern Africa and there was another lad from Nepal and, I mean, they, I think they almost seen it that they were... Well, it felt like they they seen it like they were lucky to be there, you know? Which is more mm. sad, more sad than anything else that they're actually willing to come over. Now, these people, as I said, that was a hotel and that was a baggage company in the airport. So, I mean, I don't think you're going to be risking your life in those types of jobs, but you did see the people on the building site. They did, like, I mean, it looked like hard work the heat was it was warm without being uh, unbearable over there but obviously with the, with the long hours of company with that and kind of six seven days a week it's obviously extremely difficult and I mean I personally think that at the end of this even the fact that I'm on a phone call now with you and that you're speaking mm-hmm. about it it's being highlighted and people say like oh you know should Gary Neville and Roy Keane be over there I think the bigger the better because now it's more and more highlighted the, the problems that they have and hopefully the, the, the kind of Qataris or the the regime or whatever way you want to word it will we'll hopefully look at this and maybe think right maybe we do need to kind of uh, I don't know whether change the laws the right way of wording it but certainly reflect and look at it because the South Americans yeah. that were over there Mexicans Brazilians none of them had any qualms with it they thought that the Europe and these are the fans they, they were saying that the, the European yeah. the Europeans are blowing this out of proportion um, I don't know whether you read Joe Brody in the Sunday Indo. Yesterday he wrote about Roy Keane. Roy Keane, Joe, Joe wrote, was universally applauded last week for saying on television that the World Cup shouldn't be here. Yet there he is at the World Cup. It shows you how successful the Qatari sports washing mission is that after his few words, Roy has been talked about as though he were Nelson Mandela, Mahatma Gandhi, like the English captain Harry Kane, who bravely decided not to wear an LGBTQ plus armband after being threatened with a yellow card, Roy decided to take the money and be a good boy. Well, I suppose, first of all, the way that migrant workers and the LGBT plus community have been treated is a disgrace. I mean, I know there's religious stuff and, and, and in that part of the world, maybe they look at things differently. But in our society, the way things that, that's it's not on. But it's been highlighted. I think it is being mm. highlighted. 
Uh, this has. Did you know when, when it was awarded in 2010? Did you know of the migrant workers' problems? Did you know of the LGBT plus uh, society being discriminated against? No, I think it was. Well, well, it was well known even at that stage. But I, I, don't, I, I don't tell you who did. I, I tell you who did know. FIFA. Hundred <laughs> percent. I, I actually, I actually remember watching. I'm a massive Ireland fan. I go home and away with Ireland. Haven't missed a game in 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 nearly ten years. And I remember sitting there uh, watching when Russia and Qatar were picked on the same day, and I was good, devastated. And with the corruption and the backhanders. But all I will say, I suppose, from my perspective, of getting over there, is that the people were brilliant, both the Qatari, mm. um, both the Qataris and the uh, and the kind of migrant workers. Um, oh, were the stadiums were the stadiums full, Kieran? Well, I was at the Spain game and the Brazil game. The Brazil game was probably ninety five percent full, wow. and the Spain game would have been. It was weird. There was people coming in late. Yeah. Oh, the way the way I would describe what was all it that? Is, what's all that about? Well, the way I would describe it is would be if there was an American football game in Dublin, I'd be the type of lad to go to a sporting event. But I'm not into American football. The way mm. they're now, it's not really a football nation. So to turn up 10, 15 minutes late for it isn't really a big deal. You see it in American sports all the time. I know American football lasts three and a half, four hours, but that was basically what it was like. I, uh, when I was at the Brazil game, a couple came in from America 35 minutes into the game and they sat down the two seats beside me. What? Do they all think they're Dublin fans? Well, that's kind of what it's like. Honestly, I lived in America for a year and it's exactly like that. They never People are out tailgating, having a beer. can't get the milk, Gaffney's. Well, maybe it was the fact that the non-alcohol. <laughs> I mean, it's very difficult. It's and what's very it, Kira, Kira, what's yeah. it like going into the stadium? Are you searched? Yeah, you're searched going in. And uh, if you well, have you're padded down, you're padded down. Oh, as well. Well. I was only thinking about this last night. Like they didn't check under t-shirts to see if you're wearing a particular, like particular. You know, I don't know an LGBT plus. Uh, kind yeah, of yeah. Badge or, or whatever. No, you you were searched. I mean, you were. It was searched with a smile on your face. The only way I can kind of describe. But were they checking if you had a bottle with you? Like a seven up bottle. Were they smelling well, it in case it was vodka or jelly? No, I didn't I didn't see that. I have to say the and what's, non what's for, I, 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 what's for sorry, sale what? in the stadium? So in the stadium you can get the memorabilia for each game. Yeah. Uh, you can get a Bud Budweiser Zero. Um, oh, you can get a Budweiser Zero. I thought well, it was that's no a non alcoholic drink, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can get your bottles of water, you can they obviously cater for everyone, so you've got your European food, Asian food, African food. Um depending on the fixture. So you can get whatever. A burger and, what's, and, was, and what's the atmosphere like here on inside the stadium? Well, I, I was lucky enough that I was at two good games. The Brazil, yeah. the atmosphere at the Brazil game was excellent. Uh, I don't know whether you've seen Spain won 7-0, so it was a real uh, a football feast, really. Um, but the atmosphere was, was, was really, really good. Yeah, I, like... It was it was honestly an amazing experience. I'm going to try to get myself to get over for the final if I can get my oh, hands yeah. on a ticket. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, that's... Look, I mean... Wow. Yeah, no, honestly, and, and 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 yeah, it really, really was. And I swear, I, I've no bias towards Qatar. Mm. I don't think it should have been awarded. I think it was a disgrace that it was awarded. But I think it's going to come back to shoot them. I think it's going to back to kind of to come back to, to haunt them really because this has been highlighted so so much now. And um, that if Saudi mm. Arabia or anyone else do look to host again, which they will, are going to have to. Uh, come about it in a, from a different way. They're going to have to tell them that they want it in the winter beforehand, which was obvious from the start. They're going to have to. I don't think the. I, I love a point as much as anyone, but I don't think that whole drinking in the stadium thing. I mean, that happens ninety percent of the games you go to FIFA and, and mm. UEFA games. You're not allowed to have a beer, That's and you true. shouldn't be. And, and, and if these people, well, in the in the Aviva, when the games are on the Aviva, the only the only game at which you can have a beer is a rugby during the game is at the, a rugby match rugby, you can bring beer, exactly. and, beer and, to and your seats but you, soccer can, you can't no and I, I, personally speaking and, and, and I don't think you should be allowed it, 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 and I love a point believe you and me but I just don't think that I just think you're there to watch the game you don't okay, people do great, get drunk yeah, people do a, take away from the atmosphere yeah, but it's a getting great, up going to yeah. the toilet getting another point getting rowdy Are you, there? you know that would be my personal yeah. opinion but then it's a great revenue earner for the stadium as well, Kieran. A hundred percent. No, exactly. Drink. And pop but much as, a, as a much as much as a bottle or whatever of zero zero buds, do you remember? Oh, I I, don't, I can't remember. It was it was it cost me nearly thirteen euro in the fan zone for a pint of Budweiser and for a bottle of Budweiser in a hotel bar, which is basically where you, where you, where you can actually go for a pint, was ten euro. So it is expensive, but the counter of that would be. It, it, it's it's relatively priced. Apart from that, as I said, mm. Ubers were, were little or nothing, three or four euro, and then 
lunch is about twenty quid. Like I mean, it, it was okay. it was. Like, and yeah, what, are the, it, what are the fan zone areas like? Are they in Qatar or no, Dubai? They're, they're, they're fo- no, they're, no, the fan zone, they're all in Doha. So there's about five, four or five of them. Okay. Uh, I only went to one. And it, it was like going to a big concert, really. Um, it was, yeah, just full of fans, all very... Yeah, it was just honestly a really, really good experience. And the best thing about it, for me, couple would be that it was all in the one city. So you had 32 countries. You're meeting people from all yeah, over the world, okay, all yeah. that city. Whereas usually it would be, you know, all over Russia or Brazil or South Africa. And that, and that the fact that there was no alcohol, because you actually got to speak and talk and go for meals, and as opposed to, let's say, if it was Ireland away, everybody would be running to find where Paddy O'Shamrocks is. Whereas this was actually going and walking around and and, and actually enjoying but the culture. There, yeah, but aren't there Irish pubs down the road in Dubai? Yeah, well, I've been in Dubai before, and 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 that that's like a party. That's like the Las Vegas of of, of okay. Asia. So this wasn't. This is a little bit more dry. You had to go to the hotels. It would be exactly like living in Dublin and trying to find where your hotel. So I live in Walkerstown. My closest hotel is probably Ratmines. I have to go to Ratmines for a pint. That that's literally what it's like. City centre, there's obviously more hotels, more possibility of a drink. The hotel I stayed in was a dry hotel. It didn't have a bar in it. But, I mean, mm. I don't know. I, I, it was a really, really okay. good experience. Stay there, Kieran. More people. Uh, Michael, Michael O'Connor, you, 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 can't, you, you say you don't have much time for Roy Keane anyway. You there, Michael? Well, yeah, hello. Um, you say I wouldn't take sorry. much notice of Roy Keane. Well, this, you see, I mean, you answer my question. And the question yeah. is... Question that I was going to ask you is is uh, Roy Keane out there? And you answered yes. So I mean, I can't understand where this uh, gentleman is coming from. Well, this is what Roy Keane said. This is uh, his commentary or his statement. The World Cup shouldn't be here. It shouldn't be here. It's been mentioned there with the people there about the corruption regarding FIFA. You've got a country the way they treat migrant workers, gay people, and that's got to be. I think it's great that it's been brought up. They shouldn't have the World Cup here. You can't treat people like that. We all love football, we love soccer, we're all about spreading the game. Just to dismiss human rights, flippantly that because of a football tournament, it's not right. It shouldn't be here. So, Michael, what do you think of what Roy Keane said? It shouldn't be here. Well, I tell you, Joe, I'll be honest with you, um, the line was very, very bad. I couldn't really hear what, what he basically uh, said. said but... He basically said that. that He's there. He basically said the World Cup shouldn't be there because of gay rights, migrant workers and FIFA corruption. Yeah, and he got so many problems with this, yet he's out there because he's been paid. If he felt that that, uh, strongly about it and said, no, I don't care what kind of money these guys are going to offer me, as a matter of principle, I'm not going out there. Well, you see, it's early days yet, Michael. He might do a Saipan and storm home and that means he gets years of publicity out of it. They say he stormed home tomorrow and said, no, I just, I had an incident in a hotel. I saw a gay person being being uh, badly treated and he stormed home. But that would generate a lot of coverage. You get documentaries made from here to uh, Timbuktu and back. Here to Saipan yeah, but, and well, back. Well, yeah, but we're missing the fundamental point here. And the fundamental point is this, that Roy Keane has got issues with the World Cup being in Doha. My board of contention is that if he feels that strongly about it, okay. and we all know at the end of the day it's pounds, shillings and pence, he's out there for money. In the story. You can dress it up anywhere you want, but if I felt so strongly about it, and my principles tell me that this is wrong, then okay. nobody could buy that off of me. Because it's not what he said about Saipan. It was an issue of principle. Yeah, the way they were being treated. I mean, there's been a lot happening over, since um, since um, Saipan. I mean, that was 20 years ago. I mean, let's move on from uh, yeah, Saipan. You... Let's go back to 2010 when this was granted. Yeah, okay. We all know the money trail of what uh, happened there. And here we are now, 22, which incidentally, if Alan was there, mm-hmm. I'd be there. Okay, okay. So, um, and I think the football is fantastic. I think the World Cup is great. I don't agree with it, been in Doha, but like, I sit back. But you are watching it. it. You are watching it. Okay. Say, 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 but Michael, what was your position on Saipan? Ah, Joe. No, I I demand to know, Michael. But you're far (laughs) against, Michael. Don't tell me you don't remember. You do remember. Look, 
I got I got some red here, and I think you you want the you want the, the red here to stand in in the back of my neck. I gave my views on Saipan so many about twenty years ago. You know, uh, you, you were know. against Roy Keane. I was totally yeah. against him. I thought what happened was shocking, and I thought that I think I thought of all all the families and all the kids, people who bought jerseys for their for their adults and um, mm. for the kids. And next thing, with uh, with uh, Viking number in the back of it, and next thing they all kind of kind of went kind of went uh, belly shaped after that, didn't they? So yeah. it's okay. I mean, I'm not fond with Viking. I yeah, think he's a fantastic yeah. player. But as I said, getting back to Doha, if he felt so strongly about it, then I stayed home. Okay, say with us, Joe at RT Daddy five one double five one text. Talk to Joe on oh eight one eight seven one five eight one five. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. A number of issues have now arisen. Should Roy Keane uh, stick by his words and come back from Qatar, as he did in Saipan, if it's an issue of principle that he doesn't agree with it being there, he doesn't agree with the way uh, gay people are, et cetera, are being treated, he doesn't agree, he says, with the way migrant workers are yet. Uh, a number of people said, there he is out there. He's out there giving giving it a legitimacy. Where is Martin Cochran? Martin Cochran, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Mr Duffy. How are and you? And you're saying you're, you're, you're avoiding the World Cup. I have avoided it uh, to the extent that uh, I haven't seen any of the matches, although I was in the pub at the weekend and it was on. And, of course, naturally, you will end up watching it. That's the, the way the thing is. I'm getting most of uh, my uh, information in relation to the World Cup from newspapers and I might check the scores online and things like that. And are you normally a soccer fan? I am. I'm a dyed-in-the-wool Leeds United supporter and a supporter of Waterford United as well, because being from 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 Waterford. Yeah. I initially contacted you uh, to say that um, back in, in, in June, I was given a voucher for Paddy Power by a sister-in-law of mine to the tune of €40. Euros, and I didn't do anything with the voucher for nearly a month, and then I went into Paddy Power's and I placed a couple of bets on... Uh-huh. The outcome of the World Cup. Okay. So I, I don't. I don't. I, I'm not a big gambler in in, yeah, in, okay, in, yeah. in 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 the sense I don't back horses. I do kind of long term bets, that sort of thing, interest bets, right? So I actually back Japan. So anyway, um, that was that. That was that. But gradually, then, as more information came out about how the uh, FIFA had awarded the, mm-hmm. the the tournament to Qatar. Um, and particularly then as well became known that 6,500 migrant workers had died in uh, Qatar between, I think, 2011 and possibly last year. I became, how would I, I couldn't square this, mm-hmm. um, the fact that I put a, like these, these bets on um, and the fact that 6,500 people, migrant workers had died for me to be effectively entertained. I just couldn't square that. So I went into Paddy Powers and I withdrew the bet. And in fairness, the lady in, in the shop in Carrickland show was very excellent, rang headquarters and uh, explained the situation. There was no no problem. And they handed me back the money, which was, you know, that, that, that like, that was my, I suppose, protest. If you want to put mm-hmm. it uh, in, in, in that, in, in. And when you watch the, when you watch Annie, will you, do you think he'll slip? Between now and December the 18th and watch no, the game. I no, I won't. I if there's a glamour uh, match. Uh, well, a glamour tie, as they call Spain them. Spain were playing, playing Germany. Yeah, and uh, when Brenda Dunno rang me there an hour ago, she said, like, did you, uh, did you watch that match? I said, I, don't, I didn't watch match. I don't even know the score. She had to tell me the score. Right? And it, it's just yeah. one of those, those things that I can't... You know, we live in a world where people are defined by maybe the amount of money they make or one thing or another. But there mm-hmm. are other things in, in a, a man's life or a woman's life, for that matter, that actually define us more. And you have to have some level of uh, principle. Um, I have been told that in relation to the construction that went on in uh, Qatar in the run-up to the World Cup over a long number of years, that the, the three main companies who benefited from it were United States-based, okay? So Mm. I just wonder whether or not questions will be asked in the States when all this is over as to how did we get ourselves into this situation that this number of people actually died while we were actually building all of this stuff. It, it, it's it's not uh, it's not right. In in relation to the Roy Keane situation, the mm. emphasis is on Roy is on Roy because like he's an internationally 
yeah. recognised face and voice and all of that. But I would ask uh, the question, like, did none of the companies who are like in the media do their own due diligence in relation to uh, this particular uh, tournament before they decided that they would take all the advertising money and actually broadcast it? Like, it's very easy to pick on right here. Now, a bit like the, the previous caller, I would not be a big fan, or wasn't a big fan, to be fair about it, of right because of what happened in Saipan. But I'll give, him, I'll give him great credit for the fact that he came out publicly on ITV and said what he actually said. And he couldn't be stopped because it was a live interview. And it's all well and good to say, you know, that he should come home and all the rest of it. He at least is a bigger man than a lot of the other people who were actually doing analysis on programs uh, insofar as that they will kind of nod sagely but don't actually say anything of any great consequence about what's actually the, the, the yeah. situation in, in, in Qatar. Like, I looked up, uh, um, I was trying to place this, I couldn't remember who said it. Um, it turns out it was Edmund Burke, who was born in Dublin. He was a philosopher and economist yeah, yeah. several hundred years ago. And his great statement was, all that is necessary for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. Roy Keane at least did something. He was prepared to come out and say that, and that can never be taken away from him. You can you can weigh a man's life in a scale. Yeah, but is everyone, is everyone not saying that who's out there? Uh, they are, but not to the same extent that Roy Keane is actually well, saying. Well, he's not going to be sent home for saying it. Whereas a player well, might, whereas a player might get a, he was given out, who was a Harry Kane not wearing the armband, but Harry Kane would have got a yellow card. Uh, and if he'd got yeah, another well, yellow card during the game, that was him home. Uh, well, God help us. Is that the full extent of the... the no, but I'm saying the risk... I'm like, saying investment... Take the Iranian, okay. I, I'm told, the Iranian uh, yeah. team, right? They wouldn't even sing their own national anthem because of what the, the, yeah. the human rights issues are in their own country. And when they go back home, you know what the Iranians like have like has happened in the past. These people could very well be put in jail. Or like, or no, absolutely, for yeah. that. like these are people of principle. Now, my my question is more to do with uh, um, how would I say the way big business and the media have tied tied up all of this sort of stuff together. There's an awful okay. lot of people okay. drawing an awful lot of okay. money out of it, including your own colleagues in RTE. And I would ask, like, whether or not, if you were to look at it, whether yeah. or not there should have been some form of due diligence uh, done. Well, RTE have paid for the rights; they're not getting it for nothing. They pay you. The issue, you they paid for the rights. Yeah. Oh yeah, they, that, that's my point. They paid for the rights. Yeah, right? but they paid I'm big. I'm asking, do they not know what the situation was? Yeah, now but, you yeah. said earlier in one of the earlier interviews, right, that whatever about that, FIFA knew what was actually the situation there, and they took the money as well. There's uh, an awful lot of questions here to be to be asked. And to be, but if RTE didn't show it, ITV, BBC, Sky, Pave, Preview channels would have been showing it, and it would have been, well, that would, there be would have been for, for RTE to uh, to to make. But it might be helpful if there was some little bit of a notice put up before the matches that RTE didn't agree with the the uh, human rights record of the Qataris and with the way that the the, the FIFA uh, awarded the uh, contract. Effectively. And what about Irish whole, companies that do? Like RTE isn't a political party. It shouldn't it shouldn't be taking political positions or forming well, alliances RTE, with. Like, yeah, but RTE right is uh, the national broadcaster, obviously, and like will provide a certain amount of commentary on all sorts of political yeah. issues. Like that's their that's your job. Like, well, like I, I, I well I've listened to Clareborn every morning for nearly two weeks there nonstop. Every yeah. morning. Every morning there was a commentator critical of Qatar. Every morning. I'm exaggerating, but there was a lot. There was a lot of it. Yes, yes. On yes. RTE. But this, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, this, this is the help? thing. Like, what Martin. I'm saying is that in future, for these type of uh, big uh, tournaments to be held, whether they're football, golf, rugby, soccer, whatever it, is, whatever it is, that, like, the media shouldn't be going into it completely blindfolded and then claiming complete ignorance of what was going on. I don't on. think anyone is. I don't think anyone yeah. is. But, you're, yeah. you're, sorry, your point is RT should not have shown it. Should no, not be shown God, the world. Cup. That that is a choice for RTE to make. 
right? Mm. And I wouldn't take away the first man that you had on there actually went to Qatar. I would Kieran, have no yeah. questions. Kieran, I'd have no issues. with That was his free, his free choice, but it's not the choice that I would actually have made. And I do say as well, and he, uh, he, he was making the point there that there were the workers who might be getting £100 or €100 Euros in Bangladesh and they were getting 500 in in yeah. Qatar per month, right? Qatar is one of the, uh, probably the, the wealthiest country on the planet. And this is the level of payment that they were actually prepared to give these people who are going to make this actually happen. I mean, that is scandalous, like, to be perfectly straight about it. Kieran, do you want to, like, Kieran, oh, hang on, Martin. Yeah, Kieran, yeah. do you want to come in there? Well, from what they said, they were able to live and send money back home. Most of these, the men that oh, yeah. I spoke to, their wives were at home. So, basically, what I'd imagine is they're earning more money and living in, in Doha, sending money back to their families. This, once again, this is only coming from then. In and, and Martin, for you example, I mean? so, Martin, have you ever been on a cruise? No, I haven't. Well, the cruise, the cruise ships apparently live, they survive by the, the, the lots of Filipino workers who are working for next to nothing. Well, that's an, that is another issue that possibly needs to be explored. The world is a very, as we know, is a very, very unequal place. And right? do you, do you, and, do you, and but, as well, Joe, people are yeah. willing to, to jump on the whole... I wouldn't go to the World Cup. But how many people have flown Qatar Airways? How many people have flown British yeah. Airways, a linked company to Qatar Airways? How many people get on a flight every Monday morning to London with British Airways? No one bats an eyelid. They go to Australia, they go over to to, uh, to, to Asia. No mm-hmm. problem flying Qatar. No one has a problem where when you walk into into the terminal in Dublin, you've got four or five gates there okay, with, with Qatar. Uh, let's, I want to bring in another Martin. Martin, Martin Cochrane's in Waterford and, and diligently trying to avoid seeing the World Cup. And uh, uh, far away Martin, Martin Farher, is in uh, Qatar. Martin, far away. Sure, are you? Are you listening? Have you managed to listen to what Martin, your other Martin, was saying? Um, about I the, the state of the place. Um, yeah, I, I well, I was delighted to hear a bit of positive from Kieran there. A bit of a few positive things about Qatar because I moved here when I was 2015. I was 23 years old. I came out of college with a teaching degree, and there wasn't a whole lot on offer. Okay. So I uh, I applied to Dubai, and I got offered Qatar. Didn't know where it was on the map, but mm-hmm. I took it, and I have. I've been teaching here since then, and I'm a musician. Faraway Martin is the name, and I've I've built up a huge following here in the Irish bars. This, that, and the other. I actually played in the FIFA fan zone uh, the opening night. There was there was over twenty five thousand people there. It was my biggest gig yet, and it's just nice to hear some positive things because I feel the media, especially the British media, they're just jumping on every little thing to paint this. What do you think? What do you think of what your fellow countryman Roy Keane said? I I I I say fair play to him. He 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 like people are saying he's taking he's out in Qatar taking the money. He's taking ITV's money. He took his opportunity and look, I've lived here nearly eight years, seven years now, and um, there there are there are issues here. There have been issues. There have been improvements. Mm-hmm. There can there's still room for more improvements. Um, and what what are the improvements, been, Martin? Just help us here. What are the... so the improvements are they've they've. They've put in a minimum wage, which wasn't there before. They've put in a minimum wage, which is still, I don't know, I think it's 300 euro a month or something. Okay. Still very basic in comparison to what a, an expat will get. Um, as they've, they've cut some of the hours working during the summer, um, I feel they could definitely cut more. One thing that's, that's driving because me of, mad that's because the of the, heat, weeks, the heat, is it? Because of the heat, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, they could definitely, like, there's definitely still room for improvement. I'm, I'm, I'm pro-human rights. I, I, I felt... I, feel, I was very reluctant to, to write in because mm-hmm. I, I feel like no matter what I say, it's kind of, you're either pro-Qatar keep, or you're, keep, you know, you're... Keep going, keep going. Well, give me more improvements. Seriously, you, you, so, you have the airways. Right. Um, um, basically, so what's been driving me no, mad let, 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 him, let, let, let him keep going, Martin. Far away, what's Martin. What's been driving me mad over the while is is like... People are anti-Qatar, 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 but just to go on holidays in Dubai. And there's better laws here for migrant workers than there is in Dubai than there is in Saudi. And fair play to Kieran for saying people travel Qatar Airways. The British media, they, like, Qatar owns, oh, I think it's something like 45% of London. They own Harris, yeah, they, they own Harris, the big English shop they own, Sainsbury's, they own mm-hmm. Heathrow Airport, the big chunk of that. Like, you know, if you're going to boycott Qatar, boycott, do, you know, if you're going to do it, do it right and, 
boycott everywhere that's doing these human now, rights. What about, the gay, what, I mean? what about the gay community, Martin? I'm delighted you asked me that. Um, there is a huge gay scene here. Big, there's an underground gay scene. I have friends from Ireland that are gay here. They're very happy. Um, I know local Qatari men that are gay. Um, obviously, it's, it's underground. It's very secret. But it's, it's here. It's here. There's, um, there's um, you know, I've got a few, quite a few lesbians. Well, have, you, have you ever heard of anyone being... Well, obviously, even, even the word underground spike sends chills up my... Spine but because, here's the thing: because it, it reminds you of Ireland in the seventies. But, but, but you see, that's but that's the perfect example because Qatar is still such a young country. Like the, the students I teach, a lot of their grandparents would have lived in tents in the desert. Like this went from nothing to a booming city in the last forty, fifty years. You know, and okay. it's it it is behind the times in many ways, and it's modern in other ways. But um, I, I just it's just the hypocrisy. You know, they're pot kettle, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just the hypocrisy. Yeah. Of, and have you, of, have you ever come across anyone, and the fact that there's underground tells us something, but have you ever come across anyone who's been prosecuted for being gay? Never, no. Never. I've only had one friend, one Irish lad that was arrested for drunken disorderly in my few years here. They threw him in a cell overnight and let him out the next day. And what's, well, what's law and order like in the Is it safe? Is the place safe? It's 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 the safest it's the safest country in the world. You could leave your phone, you leave your car unlocked, you leave your phone on the table. There's no homelessness, no homelessness. There is no hikes in energy through, uh, energy bills. There is no one trying to scrape together yeah, to, because that's to survive. What, that's because they're sending all the bills to us. But anyway, <laughs> aren't they OPEC? Did I hear someone this morning saying there's a new underground, the transport system has improved? There's... Yeah, oh, the... like in, in my few years here, like everyone here that's resident here is just happy to, that the World Cup's finally here because now, even after the World Cup, we can actually enjoy it because there's been so much construction and roadworks and everything. Going to a match is seamless. I was at four matches last week. Uh, I drove to two and I took the metro to two. Great crowds at them. Um, a lot of the people there, tickets vary from €10 Euro for residents up to €250 Euro for, for the group games. And it's great to see so many migrant workers at the games get their cheap tickets. They wouldn't be major football fans, but they jumped at, you know, some of them yeah. are, they jumped at the opportunity. They're wearing their Neymar Brazil shirts and they're, you know, I was at the Brazil game. And they, they might know the chance and they might know, you know, they might know all the players, but they're just... They're, they're into it, like, you know. And, and you, Kieran Fadden made the point, he met a lot of migrant workers, be, be it in the airport or in taxis or in the hotel. Yeah. And Kieran made the point that they're not, they're not all uh, going down their hands and knees, pulling, wrapping themselves around his legs, saying, please bring me home to Ireland or bring me to a safer country. They seem to be happy. Oh, but, but that's, that's it. They're, they're, they're yeah, look... The hours they work, a lot of them work long hours for, for, for little pay. You're talking monthly salary, as I said, three, four hundred euro. Um, as some of the private companies are still trying to pay less. There was a Qatari man jailed. He got 56 years for not paying his, his um, migrant workers there last month. There's big news out here. You know, they, they are trying to make improvements. They are trying to make mm-hmm. stand. And, uh, like, you know, I still, like, the LGBTQ thing, it's... I don't agree with it. I got in trouble myself with, with, with Qataris for, for my views in it in the past. Um, what do you mean you got you know, in trouble? I, I've, I've been to Pride Mar- I, I have a music video called I Want to Go and there's a little clip of it where I'm at a, the Pride Parade in Galway and I'm right, waving yeah. the flag and, and one of the parents of the students was like, um, that's inappropriate. That, you know, it's, it's against our customs and traditions. Please respect it. And I was like, fair enough. I'm in their country you know, I don't agree mm-hmm. with with it, but it's it's a religious thing. I don't think it's going to change. All this media stuff isn't going to change it. Um, like it's it's the same in Dubai. It's the same in Saudi. I think there's a, a quarter of the countries in the world that it's illegal to be gay. I don't know why Qatar is getting such a bad brush. You know what I mean? Um, a, a quarter of the comp- countries that are in the actual World Cup, it's illegal to be gay. There's it says online. Uh, that it's you know possible death sentence. I've never heard of anyone but do that. God. I don't think they've Good done God. that here for years. But the the, the thing is, that migrant workers. There's 800 migrant workers died already this year trying to get into America from Mexico. 
Like, are, are all yeah, these I know, people I know, are on I know, I know, yeah, and, yeah. Are they going to jump on the American, you know, are they going to be the same? Like, where were they for Russia, you know? Yeah, Russia is, is another another example. And even Brazil and the, the forests and every country has issues. But in fairness, um, and I think I think Kieran was making the point that maybe maybe this focus on Qatar will will mean that they can't get away with it for much longer. In a positive yeah, way. Hopefully like exactly like yeah. hopefully Qatar is that that driving you know, that the example, you know, things are bad here and it's the perfect example of like hopefully there's improvement in the future. Okay, stay with us, Martin. All right, carry on. Okay, now no, just uh, stay with us if you can, Martin. I've Nancy after the break, who's been to Qatar 19 times in the last 10 years. Joe at RT.ie. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Joe Duffy. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Nancy, sorry for holding you there, Nancy. Um, That's okay. Uh, what well the issues are one well Martin Coughlin is studiously and he looks like he succeed, he was caught in a pub the other night unfortunately and the game was on in the background he had to watch it but uh, apart from that he's even though he's a, a rabid soccer fan he's avoiding the World Cup that's his protest other people are saying Roy other people are saying Roy Keane is Mahatma Gandhi and the other people are saying Roy Keane is a hypocrite where do you stand Nancy about Qatar for a start. Well, Qatar, from my experience, it's just a place I visited as a tourist, as a as a visitor. You know, I never okay. worked there. But in my experience, I've always been welcomed by anybody I've met. Mm-hmm. It's um, a nice place to visit. Very hot in the summer and humid. Uh, lovely weather at this time of the year. Nice place to visit. Good facilities, nice hotels. Um, as far as the World Cup is concerned, from what I've seen, I've watched a lot of the matches and I think they're very exciting and enjoyable. And it just seems a pity that it's been overshadowed by uh, human rights and migrant workers' conditions. Mm-hmm. If it's there and if that's what's happened, and I, I presume people who are giving out numbers, they know better than I. However, I think now that the the World Cup is there and soccer fans would like to watch it that it shouldn't be overshadowed by LGBT issues or migrant workers issues. What can what can that solve now at mm. this moment in time in Qatar? Okay. Um well, will it progress as as Martin Farher seems to think? Well he's argued very cogently and Kieran Patton did as well as just back after yeah. going out there. He thinks the the focus on Qatar will push things forward. Mm, yes, but it's a very small country. It's yeah. not uh, size it's, of Wicklow or something. Yeah. Yes, it's like Leinster. I think it's probably the size of okay. Leinster. In fairness, and uh, I don't know what you know. This is the biggest um, competition that they've ever held. A well, world, of course, but yeah. of course, it's of course it's the biggest. Um, I can't see what that's going to do. Maybe for awarding such events to any of the other Middle mm. Eastern countries that might have an impact there. But I think migrant rights are always being affected in places where there's mass building works going on and so forth. And in some countries mm-hmm. where they're not highlighted at all. So maybe it's a good thing that it is being highlighted. But what it'll do for the future... Um, for Qatar, I can't see what difference that's going to make. You know, there won't be another big event there, maybe never. Now, Nancy, when you were out there on the 19 occasions, did you have, were you conscious of workers being exploited or LGBT, you know, an underground gay scene or? No, no, no. I wouldn't have come across now. At one stage, I was in an apartment where I was staying with um, family members and I witnessed there was a tower being built just opposite and that's within my view mm-hmm. and each day or each morning I'd never be up in time for them to, to see them arriving but I used to see them in the evening and they came by bus and these were buses that were um, just for them just yeah, to bring them yeah. from wherever they lived to their, their sites where they were working and at lunchtime I'd see them all coming and they'd sit around and they'd have their lunch they'd all sit down and they'd have seemed to be eaten out of their lunch boxes and have a bottle of water or whatever and then what they did after that was usually they'd lay down in the sun in the heat and they'd lay down and have seemed to have a sleep and as mm. far as I could make out and I watched it I but as far as I could see they all got at least an hour an mm-hmm. hour's break for their lunch 
I witnessed I had witnessed another incident that brought that to mind, uh, came to my mind when all this, you know, uh, uh, migrant workers' rights and all that. I was walking into a a supermarket very close to where we were uh, one day and the jeep pulled up and two men got out and they had um, what looked like a worker, a building worker, a migrant person. And they um, linked him into a clinic um, where he seemed to be hobbling with just one foot. He seemed to have injured one of his legs in a possible accident. I don't know any more than what I saw, but they certainly took him out of the jeep and they linked him into the clinic to be uh, looked after, I assume. So I don't know whether that's any indication to maybe, you know, another another view of what the migrant mm-hmm. worker's situation. Well, I was, reading, I was reading one article. Things. I was reading one article yesterday. I think it was in The Observer and they were saying their, one of their people out there was recommending a cafe beside one of the workers' compounds where they live because he said the food was incredible and incredibly cheap. But that's, I don't know what that tells mm. us. But anyway, um, um, where is, that's Nancy, Annette, Annette. Mm-hmm. Hi, Joe. Where, where do you stand? Where do you stand on Roy Keane's comments? Well, Joe, I think Roy Should Keane, he come I, home? I, Should no, he storm he off home? No, he shouldn't. Roy Keane was, I applaud him for what he said. He was right mm. and all the, the points he made. But Roy Keane is in work. Yeah. In Qatar. Yeah. And so he's entitled to his opinion, but I wouldn't expect him to leave Qatar. He's in his place of work. That's where... Yeah, but he was in his place of work it, when, he, when he was playing for, when he was captain of the Irish team and he walked home. He well, didn't walk home. He flew home to Trixie. Yeah, but that's true. Oh, he, was, he, he said he was sent home. home. Now, it didn't make sense of home, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a, a different issue. But I think, no, I wouldn't expect him to come home. And with regard to um, a very interesting discussion all afternoon, um, I think that there's too much emphasis mm-hmm. on Qatar. I understand the human rights issues. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's never... Um, something that shouldn't be raised in, in, with regard to any country, human rights or human rights. But FIFA are at the centre of all of this. FIFA awarded the World Cup to Qatar, and we shouldn't forget that. And I think that's mm-hmm. where the discussion should be around FIFA. They knew when they awarded the World Cup to Qatar, they knew the issues in the country. Yeah. They all did. Yeah. And they still did it. So I think they they should be at the centre of it. And I think it's it's for the players in all the countries, all the players for on all the teams, I feel sorry for them because they're then in the centre of all of this. They're, they're there mm-hmm. to play football and FIFA are the ones that landed this issue on them. And it so, is, is it now, maybe I'm not deeply involved in every or drilled into every country, but is it, what does it tell us that not, not, not one single player in the well, the sixty four games, that one single player has refused to go to Qatar. Is that because well, they're so well? The other side is I want to represent my country. I'm proud to represent my country. Exactly. Then not not one sing, know, not one single country has refused if they, if they were lucky enough to qualify or indeed mm-hmm. play in the not one single country pulled out of the World Cup at any mm-hmm. stage, including Ireland. Mm. In fact, the country, be... the country went into mourning here when we, real, well, we realised a long time ago we had no hope in hell of getting to uh, Qatar unless we went out on holidays. Um, mm. But that Correct. was... That was we yeah. would have been delighted to, if, if Ireland was in the World Cup, we would be delighted to be in Qatar. The point is, where the World Cup was awarded to was Qatar, and that was FIFA. Now, all of those teams, I don't play football, Joe, and I'm not really... I, I, you know, follow Ireland or follow the World Cup, but I wouldn't be an avid soccer yeah. um, supporter. But like, I, I'm sure those people who went through all of the qualifications for for any World Cup. I mean, you're not. That's important to the players for them to play in the tournament. Then maybe after the World Cup is finished, it's time for FIFA and all the other bodies to sit mm-hmm. down and ask the questions. You know. What made this so controversial? Now, as one of your speakers said earlier, and I agree with him, it's no harm for it to be raised, the issues that go on in Qatar with migrant workers, etc. But, you know, and as you, you pointed out as well, you know, that can spill over to any country 
there's human rights issues yeah. in any country. It doesn't make it right or wrong, you know, what's going on in Qatar. But at the end of the day, Qatar is Qatar. For instance, the alcohol ban or, you know, lack of alcohol. Yeah. That's, that's the values of that country. And any country that you go to, you have to respect that country's values. The same as people who come to yeah, Ireland. But getting, yeah, but hang on, getting, getting the point of... Budweiser is not regarded as a human right in the UN Charter no, of I Human know, Rights. No, I know. That's, that's a separate issue. No, I understand that. But, but being able to that. express your sexuality or your gender is, is a human right. Absolutely. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Yeah, human rights are, you know, the same for anybody worldwide. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we don't have to go too far. Now, the other thing, when I say no country is pulled out, what I mean, no, the Irish government could, could not have pulled us out of the World Cup. They've nothing to do. Well, they give money to the FAI, but the FAI in Ireland have the franchise. Same way as FIFA have the franchise and FIFA give out the franchise and they've decided to, if, F, if the FAI pulled out, if they suddenly got principles 10 years ago, which is unlikely, but if they had got principles uh, they, and they realised the, the extent of the uh, abuse of human rights in Qatar and they did pull out, what FIFA would have done is within 12 months they would have appointed a new FAI in Ireland to, mm. to, give, the franchi- to give the franchise to them because that's what it is, a franchise. Yeah. And the FAI in Ireland happened to have that, and it's an extraordinarily, as we all know, much to our loss. It is, um, it is an incredibly lucrative franchise. Stay with us back after this break. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Joe Duffy! Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. We're talking about Qatar and human rights and Roy Keane and Saipan. We're, just, we're still talking about Saipan. Well, it is only 20 years. Hang on now. It'll be 100 years before we get it halfway out of our system. Dervla Morgan. Dervla, good afternoon. Hi, how are you? Good, good. You have spent the last six months doing what? Um, look, I just want to start by saying I am no expert. Honestly, yeah. I didn't know a lot about Qatar, about, you know, the Gulf, uh, the Arab Gulf, much about human rights there. I kind of always knew there was something going on, but I'm just fresh okay. out of an internship with uh, the U- uh, the European Centre for Democracy and Human Rights. Okay, so great. essentially, they're an independent organisation and they lobby for human rights in the Arab Gulf region. They are established by a Bahraini activist, uh, Hussein Abdullah, and they focus on human rights in Qatar, Kuwait, Oman, Saudi Arabia, Bahrain and the United Arab Emirates. Okay. So... Um, I kind of just, I came in late on the conversation, um, but just obviously everything that's been talked about, about Qatar, about FIFA, the World Cup, um, obviously it's been on my mind and, you know, having just come out Mm -hmm. of this internship, um, I think maybe a lot of people like myself aren't really aware of the extent of human rights violations in those countries. Um, How how bad is it there, Very bad, I would say. Um, Now, Qatar doesn't have as bad of a reputation Mm -hmm. as other states in the Gulf Cooperation Council. I would say Bahrain and Saudi Arabia would be very much on top in terms of, you know, systemic torture, extrajudicial killings, all of that. But a consistent thread throughout those countries is um, the use of the kafala system. So technically, the kafala system isn't legal in any of the Gulf states. However, it Mm -hmm. is kind of still working culturally. And essentially what that is, it's the illegal um, employment of migrant workers. So a lot of the workers that come into these countries are Indonesian, Filipino, um, parts of Africa, Ecuador. And the situation is actually so bad that there have been countries, um, as far as I'm aware, the Philippines and Ecuador, if I'm remembering correctly, Mm -hmm. have actually put uh, legal bans within their states uh, that their citizens can't migrate to countries like Qatar. Um, okay. because of the violations that are taking place against those migrant workers. So the kafala system is where the, the workers are sponsored, aren't they? Is yes, they, they're okay. sponsored by employers. And a lot of them are hired by agencies in their home countries, yeah. but they're brought in under false pretenses. So particularly, like I know one guy was saying earlier um, that they've introduced a lot of new legislation on minimum wage, Mm -hmm. um, working hours. However, anyone brought in on the Kafala system, it's a completely different situation. And particularly for women, it's a major issue. So a lot of women are brought in maybe under the pretense coming in as teachers, um, caregivers. And once they enter the country... Their phones are taken away from them, their passports. Um, they have no access to money um, other than from their employer. 
and a lot of them are put in situations in private households as domestic workers. Um, so in a lot of situations, we're mm-hmm. seeing women are working 21-hour days. They're uh, being subjected to abuse by their employers. Um, also, abscondment is illegal. Um, I Basically, abscondment is leaving your employment without prior permission from your employer. Wow. So a lot of people abscond. Uh, they uh, run away. But they have maybe no concept of the language. They can't read yeah. road signs. They don't have a concept of where they are. They don't have a passport. And David, yes, David, but David, did you um, did you look into the the, the figures of of uh, workers who died in the construction of the stadiums? Is there any verifiable figures on that? Yes, I would point okay. anyone to Amnesty International, Human Rights Watch, and. Um, they are constantly printing information about the human rights crimes that are taking place in these countries. And I would even point anyone to the European Centre for Democracy and Human Rights because they specify in that region a lot of the information we're getting is first-hand, if not from the victims themselves, but from their family members. Um, so so, you, so uh, I don't want to ask to burden you with, with questions uh, as if you have responsibility for them, but what do you think of the World Cup being in Qatar? I think it's, so I understand where people are coming from in that technically it's not a government action. It's technically non-political and it's sports. And, you know, we can talk a lot about um, representatives from countries, you know, going into the Olympics that maybe their government has Mm -hmm. enacted human rights crimes, you know, trying to separate the athletes from the country themselves. However, Qatar is financially benefiting from this. And it kind of contributes to what's happening a lot in that part of the world in terms of sports washing, mm. you know, creating this And how is Qatar, given that it's the most expensive World Cup ever, and I think yeah. Brazil cost 19 billion, and that's a while ago, but um, how is Qatar financially benefiting, Dervla? Well, they have a agreement with FIFA. They're working in collaboration with them. Mm-hmm. They're obviously benefiting financially from hosting. Um, also looking at the hospitality, the amount of people that are going to come in and watch it and stay. It's all benefiting the government and the image mm. of Qatar. So even if but you're it not primarily, going there... I take that point. But remember, there's no alcohol being sold. So that's one of the main profit profit spots for, for companies and FIFA. FIFA aren't, FIFA aren't going to lose money, I tell you, on this. They're, they, the only guaranteed profit is FIFA. But um, it, it, you're saying maybe it's the, it's the image of the company, the country company. Absolutely. It's the image and of I the think- co- country that's going to benefit most. Absolutely. And I think there was a lot of controversy about um, the golf tournament in Saudi Arabia as well. While they may not be directly benefiting now, it's promoting a more positive image of the country globally. It's improving tourism, which, yes, is going to the economy and, you know, citizens are going to benefit from that to a certain extent. But it's also ignoring the key issues that are happening there in terms of human rights. You know, and it may not be our, you know, Irish immigrants going into these countries um, in jobs, teaching, nursing, anything like that. But we have to remember that we are EU citizens. We're predominantly So should should Roy Keane come home? Yeah, personally, I think so. Okay. In okay. My opinion, yeah. Okay. Leave it at that. Thanks, Dervil. Fantastic information there, Dervil and Morgan. Uh, apologies to the others and get it back tomorrow. One forty-five. Brenda Dunn, who produced Ray Darcy. Next. Oh eight one eight seven one five eight one five stays open until three fifteen p.m. Or email Joe at rte.ie.